What does it mean today to be Ukrainian? Or rather, how does one's sense of being Ukrainian reflect on a life full of professional achievements and personal fulfillment? In speaking to 10 Canadian Ukrainians, we'll learn that life isn't merely about symbols, words, or traditions, but about how one's place in their community is enhanced and their sense of life enriched by having one foot firmly rooted in their past and the other stepping boldly forward into the present. This is the Ukrainian Connection, presented by Sound Lounge by T-Bone, with generous funding provided thanks to Ukrainian-Canadian Congress Saskatchewan and Saskatchewan Lotteries. Welcome to the program. My name is Paul Miazga. To those who know the gentle giant Taras Kachkowski, the man's heart exceeds his already formidable stature. He's two meters tall, pretty much exactly. Known for his affable personality, easygoing nature, and fondness for his Ukrainian heritage, Taras lends his time and energy to various community endeavors and organizations in and around Prince Albert, where he is both a facility youth worker and president of the Prince Albert Minor Football Association, as well as a coach there. Community means a lot to this graduate of the Western Academy Broadcasting College, who is involved in PA Local Theatre, but he volunteers on the board of the long-standing and award-winning Prince Albert Winter Festival, and is also known as a massive KISS devotee who has been known to appear at certain public events in full regalia as Gene Simmons, face paint, elevator boots and all. Taras, welcome to the Ukrainian Connection. Thank you very much for having me, Paul. This is uh, an interesting project. I'm looking forward to listening to the other episodes uh, in uh, in the series, for sure. Right on, right on. Working with uh, troubled youth as you do, um, which I'm sure can be like stressful and uh, challenging in many ways, it requires a major emotional investment. Yet, this almost seems uh, a role tailor-made for you, uh, given what I've certainly learned. What is it about your larger-than-life personality and what you've learned about yourself in life that has prepared you for such a demanding profession? Well, um, I guess the, f- the first thing that comes to mind is obviously uh, there, there are certain situations where my physical size and stature does come in handy. However, uh, beyond that, uh, I was, you know, very fortunate to have grown up in a very loving, supporting uh, home environment. And, uh, you know, with positive role models. And, uh, of course, most of the youth uh, that end up in uh, in a facility such as uh, where I work uh, obviously generally don't have such a thing in their lives mm-hmm. and so basically a lot of it is just basically being that uh, positive role model uh, you know for them and, and that and, and offering them that support that they don't otherwise have in their in their regular lives and uh, I guess sort of one of the biggest things that sort of prepared me for uh, my current job is the fact that I've basically been working with youth uh, throughout my uh, my working past uh, I started as a, a counselor at summer camp, Zelani High, just outside of uh, Waka, Saskatchewan. There, okay. uh, worked there for several summers, and then uh, later on uh, took a turn as uh, the director of the camp. Mm-hmm. And then later on, uh, worked with the Mohill Institute Summer School uh, and worked with youth there. Okay. Uh, and then, of course, now on a volunteer basis, working with uh, with kids uh, coaching football. So. Uh, it's uh, like I say, it's just been something I've, I've kind of always done in my life and something I enjoy doing. Um, I think that uh, working with youth uh, certainly keeps me youthful. Uh, sure. It's, uh, I guess, kind of my fountain of youth, you know. <laughs> That's a nice so. way of looking at it. I like to hear that, especially yeah. from, uh, you know, uh, the kind of work that I'm sure is uh, taxing in many ways and yet uh, is in the past and even now with your involvement in minor football, a lot of rewards uh, from 
seeing uh, people uh, develop uh, under your uh, watchful eye, I guess. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely uh, very rewarding. Um, you know, it's it's definitely a challenging environment with my 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 work, and and unfortunately, uh, it's probably true that uh, the success rate, as far as you know, turning some lives around, isn't uh, as high as I would like for it to be. But sure, you gotta you know take take pride in those smaller victories, and uh, and uh, you know, as long as they're making progress, that's a good thing. And then, yeah, like on the football field, it's just uh, a lot of fun. Uh, you know, and very and definitely very rewarding to see this ragtag bunch of kids. Uh, you know, within the course of a month, uh, five six weeks later, all of a sudden they're they're, they're a fully functioning uh, football team, and, uh, and and all the 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 bonds and relationships that that entails with them as well. It's definitely uh, a, a part of the fun of it for me, for sure. That's really interesting. I mean, my next question was going to be about minor football, and you know, a lot of people would probably be surprised that. You uh, played uh, back in high school with uh, future CFL veterans such as Gene Makowski and uh, Warren Musica. Uh, Gene, uh, now famously a member of uh, the provincial cabinet here in Saskatchewan. Uh, more recently, with your involvement as referee, coach, now president of the uh, PA Minor Football Association, why does Canadian football mean so much to you? I know you're a diehard Rough Rider fan. Yeah, well, I mean... I really loved playing the sport when I did. Uh, I found that uh, it was basically sort of the first time I really felt like I I really fit in. You know, I wasn't too tall, uh, even though I wasn't, uh, you know, never had the sort of stereotypical athletic physique. When you're an offensive sure. lineman, you know, it's okay to have a few pounds and you're not expected to be the fastest guy on the team, right? Yeah. And, you know, the, the contacts gave me a, a an outlet for... for uh, you know, the, the, sometimes you get kind of the frustrations and the emotions that mm-hmm. you feel as a teenager and whatever. And, and, and so the contact kind of gave me a, an outlet, a safe outlet for that. And, uh, you know, it's just, you know, a lot of positive uh, memories of, uh, you know, of my time as a teenager playing the game in high school. And uh, so when the opportunity came up to uh, get involved on, on the coaching side of it first, I, I certainly jumped at it and, uh, and uh, it's as far as what I like, love about the game, it's it's very uniquely it's a very unique game in terms of sports because you don't have to be again that 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 stereotypically athletic physique to to, mm-hmm. to you know to to be successful in the game. It doesn't matter what your height is, you know, what your body type is. There's a spot on on the field for you, and and you can be successful. And you know, it, it, you have teammates from all kinds of different walks of life that all come together and all you know have jobs to do that uh, they need to do in order to, to for the team to experience success. It's I feel it's the the ultimate team sport where you know you, you, in basketball or hockey you can have one dominant player that kind of skates circles around everybody and scores all the goals and or baskets or whatever. Sure. But uh, you know, even if you have that stud athlete that's your running back or whatever if the other guys aren't doing their jobs and blocking and whatever that guy's not going to have success and so like i say it really is the ultimate team sport and um and that's uh what i really like about it and beyond the game as a coach and as a, you know an adult that's kind of working with youth it's um it's, it's much more than just the game. It's, it, it's, it's the life lessons that you're teaching these kids, okay. you know, the value of teamwork, the value of self-discipline, the value of goal setting, you know, and, uh, 
so I guess that's a, a big part of, uh, it, it's not the main reason why I do it uh, as far as the whole, uh, you know, making my community and, and the, uh, a better place. Uh, but it does occasionally cross my mind that, 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 that in, in my way, that's what I'm doing to, to, uh, like I say, help, help shape, uh, the future of the community. Nice. And speaking of community then, I mean, you've uh, been working with the Prince Albert Winter Festival for some years, and uh, in your own way, you've certainly helped the festival develop its own signature flavor, and it's certainly nothing like most other winter festivals in this province or anywhere else for that matter. Uh, and as I understand, it's the longest-running winter festival in Western Canada and second only in Canada to the Carnival in Quebec City. So the festival has even won uh, the Sam McLeod Tourism Award in 2016. So if you can, tell us a bit about the festival and what makes it different from others in the province. Well, when I first moved to Prince Albert, uh, it, I was really impressed that a city the size of Prince Albert was able to put on this huge festival that went on for like two and a half, three weeks. And I was like, how is this even possible with all these different uh, events? Uh, and so it is quite impressive. It does have a long history, as I as you do mention, that uh, it is the longest running festival in Western Canada. So that's definitely a, a, a point of pride, I would say. Um so there's a wide variety of things that happen during the festival. There are sort of more First Nation-centered events, such as uh, mm -hmm. we do have a King Trapper competition, cool. which uh, involves uh, several of the skills that uh, people that work the trap line would, would need to have. So that's kind of neat to see. Uh, there is a jigging contest, uh, again, on, nice. on sort of the more First Nations angle of it. Mm -hmm. uh, there's several uh, talent shows uh, that in uh, in different uh sort of genres, I guess you could say, that uh, allow local talent uh, an opportunity to, uh, to, to perform and, and sort of engage and, and, and try that um, environment. And there have been uh, local uh, residents that have gone on to, uh, to some fairly successful careers in, in the music business that started uh, performing in shows with the Winter Festival. And then, yeah, there's like family-centered activities, like we have a sliding party at Little Red, the little park across the river. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a fireworks display. There's a fish fry, which I'm kind of uh, the, the person <laughs> responsible for. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's kind of my main role with the festival, I guess. And uh, yeah, there's just all kinds of things. And and, uh, and uh, again, the, when the opportunity came to, to become involved, I guess I didn't realize that I was going to be as involved as I became as quickly. Uh, <laughs> there was uh, a uh, town hall meeting that was called. Basically, the previous, uh, the executive at the time had kind of worn themselves out and they were like, we're done. Somebody else needs to pick this up or else there's no more winter festival. And so I went to this town hall meeting, figured I'd volunteer and put my name on a list and whatever. And then all of a sudden, the next thing I know, I'm on the board. So <laughs> that's kind of how I fell into it. And uh, But I'm glad to, again, do my, do my part and, and, and help maintain uh, a tradition and, 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 like I said, a point of pride in the community. With the fish fry, it sounds almost like there's an Uncle Buck element to the uh, festival there. That's good. Um, <laughs> Speaking of your signature involvement in the Prince Albert Winter Festival, you're an unabashed KISS fan and you uh, enjoy dressing as Gene Simmons and I, I understand even as Dee Snyder of Twisted Sister. When and how did this all start and is, is this in part what led you to acting in local theatre? Um, and as part of that, I'm curious to know if the bio that's up on IMDb, Internet, Internet Movie Database, if that Taras Kachkowski is the same one uh, as we're speaking with right now. Well, so I grew up in, in the 80s, which was kind of the golden age of 
sort of glam rock, hard rock. And I so uh, I kind of uh, gravitated towards that style of music. And of course, Kiss was part of that. Uh, in the 80s, they were kind of not in their costumes and makeup that everybody thinks of. But uh, they were still part of that. And then, of course, once you kind of discover a certain band and then you kind of go through their back catalog and whatever. And and definitely the, the costumes and the and then the makeup kind of held this larger than life persona mystique about it that, that really intrigued me, sure. uh, which definitely is, I, I would say, part of uh, the fandom, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. And then as far as how I got started doing the dress up thing i used to work in a bar not only patrons but staff are encouraged to dress up so i got the idea to uh, throw together a a costume uh, with old sports equipment and a pair of my old dad's old dress boots that i (laughs) spent a couple of days spray painting and gluing and painting and whatever and uh so that was the first iteration of the costume and then uh, I guess once you once you have this thing, might as well get a little extra mileage out of it whenever you can. So it's become kind of my stock Halloween costume, and okay. uh, I've also worn it to uh, to Kiss concerts that I've attended, and uh, uh-huh. I even do a, a green version of it uh, when I do go to uh, Rider Games and Grey Cups. It's been known to, <laughs> uh, to I've been known to do it to do a rider version of it with the, with the green or with the black uh, Pilsner rider flag as my cape. <laughs> and then, uh, like I say, incorporating some green into the makeup and the hair. So that's kind of fun. And uh, I guess I didn't really sort of think of it, but I think that's an in, in, insightful uh, connection there, Paul, as far as getting involved in theater, because yeah, like when you're putting that costume on, putting the makeup on, you're definitely, adopting a character kind of thing right mm-hmm. and and it just so happens that that's a very fun character to play which is one reason why i i keep going back to it and yeah like it's i get to live a little tiny slice of the real guy's life because when you're done up that way everybody wants to come up to you talk to you shake hands with you take pictures <laughs> with you and so that that's that's certainly part of the fun of it as well for me um and then yeah over time uh and my involvement with the festival one of our uh, newer parts of the show uh, that, that our current executive has uh, have, has put in. We now have uh, what we call the rock show experience, which is kind of a rock tribute uh, performance. And I guess I kind of uh, was given uh, the opportunity to be part of it. And uh, that fulfilled kind of a, a longtime dream of mine to be able to perform in tribute of my favorite band. And so I had a lot of fun with that. Was it technically perfect no but i like i said I, I had a lot of fun and i think the audience had a lot of fun with me and ultimately whether it's singing with last yuka or you know uh, or rocking out or doing who knows heavy metal versions of ukrainian christmas carols if, if, if you're if it's music and you're not having fun you're doing it wrong as far as i'm concerned <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh so like I say, that's kind of where that's come. And yeah, so I did, uh, I was given the opportunity to perform in tribute to do the Kiss song one year. And then the next year, the producer of the show was like, okay, so which uh, which song are we going to do this year? And he kind of, I think he sort of half assumed that I would do Kiss again. But okay. I kind of instinctively knew that I needed to change it up because, um, you know, you, you want to keep it fresh. You want to give people something to come back to, right? So if you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, while well, people will be like, oh, okay, I saw that last year. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so I kind of instinctively knew that I wanted to do something different. And then so I decided, well, what can, what else can I throw together? And so we, I, I managed to, with some help from a friend of mine, put together a D. Snyder costume and we did uh, Twisted <laughs> Sister, We're Not Going to Take It the, the, another year. So, which was, again, a lot of fun as well. Right um, so, yeah, so that's where the, the musical end of it goes and the costume end of it goes. Um and then so yeah like and like i said that was a very astute observation i think on your part uh where the uh that it led to my involvement in the theater because uh like i said it's fun just to be someone else other than you know other than me for a little while and explore uh you know somebody else's life and and so you know be a doctor or or a farmer or whatever other Mm -hmm. role i've had on stage you know Interesting. Uh, and well, when I first moved to Prince Albert, actually, uh, the theater community was sort of one of the first uh, things that uh, I guess basically one of the first roots that I laid down, I would say, because okay. I, I kind of stumbled into it. Uh, uh, I was dating this uh, woman that had a friend that was involved and we ended up going to a Prince Albert community players uh, sort of year end wrap up party and, and then uh, met some people. And that's kind of how I uh, got involved. And, and the theater community is very uh, accepting and, and welcoming and friendly. And uh, so it, it expanded my social circle. And like I said, uh, one of the first sort of roots that I laid down when I, when I moved to Prince Albert Um and uh and i've just been enjoying like part part of my life has always been on stage whether it's year-end recitals for violin lessons or ukrainian dancing or performing with last yuka um so yeah like a a big part of my life has always been on the stage and and getting involved in theater you know has given me a new way of of experiencing that 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 adrenaline rush you get when you're performing and uh, so, uh, I, I certainly enjoy that. And, and like I said, got uh, involved with new new friends and new people, and and, uh, and it's been a lot of fun along the way. I just actually had a audition for another show uh, just before we uh, got together to tape this. So hopefully uh, that'll that'll happen as well. Um, and then, oh yes, the the IMDb page. So yes, that actually is me. Uh, I, and how I, that ended up up there is, uh, I was in rehearsals for one of the plays that I've been in previously, uh, at the Rawlinson Center, our, our theater, main theater in town. And I happened to notice a, a note on the door that said, uh, actors wanted for a film project. And so I took the number and I called the guy. And, uh, so this high school teacher out of Saskatoon wrote a, a short film uh called heroism uh and uh he was looking for actors to to be in it and so basically uh it was a it's a half hour movie uh set during the soviet invasion of finland during world war ii so it's kind of ramble set during that uh, <laughs> that that time frame it's you know kind of the, the solitary hero and so I, I played a, a, a Soviet soldier that uh, met his untimely demise at the time at the at the hands of the hero, and uh, and I'm fairly confident that it's the writer slash director slash producer of the film that that uh, ended up <laughs> having that page put up for me. Right on. Uh, and yeah, no, it was and it was a good experience. It was my first after doing some stage work. It was interesting to do a film and and, and experience that, and. Uh, 
he actually entered it into some kind of sort of low budget short film festival somewhere in the States. And it was actually a jury selection. So, uh, it was, it right turned on. out well. Very nice. You grew up in a family, by the way, yeah. that has long been involved in everything Ukrainian in Saskatoon. Uh, your parents, Alan Cecilia Kachkowski, been involved in Ukrainian Pavilion at Saskatoon Folk Fest. Yeah, your uh, father it was instrumental in helping uh, Vesna Festival get off the ground, and uh, your mom has helped prepare various cookbooks on Ukrainian cuisine, as well as shredding untold kilos of beets for uh, the Folk Fest Pavilion. Uh, how do you showcase your her- your Ukrainian heritage? How do you create a legacy that distinguishes yourself from them? Well, that's a very interesting question. Because, yeah, no, definitely mom and dad uh, uh, played a big role in mine and my sister's lives in, in you know, instilling that love of our culture and, and our language and, uh, and, you know, sending us to dance practice and, and uh, and all those things and, and experiencing our culture that way and, and develop and instilling a love for our our, our Ukrainian culture in us uh, that way they, they definitely they worked hard to do that and and uh, as an adult now I'm very appreciative that they did um, uh, and as it turns out yeah like mom and dad both were on the founding board for Visna mom actually was involved with like you say food services uh, both with Visna and Folk Fest. And funny how things have come full circle. Like I said, I'm the guy that's in charge of the fish fry for the winter festival here. So apples don't fall too far from the tree, as they say. True. Um, (laughs) And, uh, but yeah, as far as how how do I showcase my, my culture now, mostly these days, it's kind of through my off and on involvement as a member of Last Yuka Choir in Saskatoon and also uh, Visalka Choir here in Prince Albert. Um, as sort of things have turned out, I guess I've become involved sort of more in the wider community here in Prince Albert as opposed to the more specifically Ukrainian community like my mom and dad mostly have done. Fair enough. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I guess I'm not done yet, right? So I hope, I'm sure that there'll be opportunities in the future to get more involved in, in, in the more specifically Ukrainian community here and uh, and we'll explore those opportunities as, as they come and... Uh, and take it from there. Do you have a favorite song you've sung with Lastivka or uh, Vesalka? Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> there's been, uh, you know, a, a lot of really interesting ones over the years. It's really fun to, to learn a song that you hadn't heard before. Um, I don't know if I could pick out a favorite song, but I can definitely pick out, uh, you know, a, a couple of treasured experiences oh, uh, through sure. my involvement with Lastivka. I was able to visit uh Ukraine uh, twice. Uh, we went on tours with uh, Pavlichenko, so those were very special times. And Wonderful. and uh, not only was I able to perform on some, uh, you know, in, in theaters in Ukraine with you know several of my my friends in, in both groups, uh, but I also was able to connect with family uh, over in Ukraine as well. And of course, that was a, a very special ex- experience. Right on. Thank you for taking the time to speak with us today, Taras. Uh, it's been wonderful getting to know a bit more about uh, your involvement in Prince Albert and uh, the kind of things you've been up to. Well, thank you for having me on the show, and I wish you the best of success in the program. And like I said, I'm looking forward to listening to the, all the other episodes as well. For sure. We've been speaking with Taras Kaczkowski, a facility youth worker in Prince Albert, where he is also president of PA Minor Football and an avid supporter of arts and local event programming in his adopted city. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Sound Lounge by T-Bone, and thank you to Ukrainian-Canadian Congress Saskatchewan and Saskatchewan Lotteries for their generous funding support of the program. Listen. 
It's what we're hoping for every day of our audience, our business super fans, even our friends and our family, that they listen to who we are, to what we are. But it only happens when your message is delivered well in a memorable way. How does Sound Lounge do this for you and your business? Through radio ads, audio for your videos, recording your podcasts, or helping with voiceover for your events. Find T-Bone online at thesoundlounge.ca. Sound Lounge by T-Bone.